scare any of you? No, I guess I didn't. Anyway, welcome to Combat <laughs> Time, where three friends talk about anything and everything Mortal Kombat. And as always, I'm Josh. Oh, I, I don't have to wait and say, hey, I'm Josh. I already said it. And I'm followed by you, see. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And Jay. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. And yes, it's uh, fucking Halloween. Once again, October time. So we have a spooky topic lined up today. Mm. Creepy pastas, my favorite thing. Uh, today we're going to uh, we we've delved into. There's not that many actually. I thought there were more Mortal Kombat creepy pastas that are out there, and we're each gonna we each picked one that we liked or didn't, and we're gonna talk about it. But uh, before we get into that and all the spooky shit, how how are y'all doing on this chilly month? I will say I think you were. You may be the main person who introduced me to creepypastas, even though like it's been there for a long time. I never paid attention to it. Did I really introduce you to creepypastas? I don't know if I talked about it much. I feel like I heard about it a lot. I heard about it a few times, but I remember you sharing some creepypasta stuff. With the I know. I had you listen to that one uh, podcast where they had the uh, EMP, that really fucking Dude, that creepy one. That yeah. messed me up for a little bit. That messed me up for a bit. When I was listening to it, by the way, I was taking a walk i was walking in jay's neighborhood and it was halloween that's when they released it which kind of makes you wonder if it was fake but that podcast uh doesn't typically do that type of thing i was walking down a dark street when that came up and i'm like nope i think i'm gonna turn around <laughs> yeah shit. you showed me just Oof. the clip of it at a new year's party and then yeah we, we went into another room so it'd be quiet and you can hear it and then like i think like a week or so later i listened to it at work and yeah, I was like getting like chills, chills right down my spine watching, listening, like listening to it. I will say to plug a podcast that has nothing to do with us. Uh, that uh, podcast I'm talking about is Astonishing Legends, a uh, long-standing, pretty level-headed paranormal uh, podcast, uh, known for going on their long freaking episodes, just like us too. And that particular episode is a multi-parter called the Sally House. Uh, if you go listen to yeah. it, I think they play the EMP recording at the end of the first episode. And yeah, I, I even want to say trigger warning. It's pretty upsetting to listen to. It is. But I, I I don't know if that's considered a creepypasta because like... That's not a creepypasta, no. Yeah. Hey, Josh. Yeah. For those of us who don't know, because I'm going to count myself in the camp a little bit. Um, what is a creepypasta? Thank you. Well, I mean, before I, I get into that, was there any, how, how are you doing? Is there anything you wanted to... Say, how you doing? <laughs> uh, it's like October, and the weather is absolutely freaking gorgeous, and... Fuck you, man. And <laughs> it's cold and wonderful, but in a way, I'm also kind of like just enjoying the fact that it's really... I, I, like, I'll be honest, Halloween is merely okay for me. I've never really been that big of a Halloween guy, but I do love fourth quarter. <laughs> I do love the fourth quarter of the year, like October through December, because it's my um, it's my happy place and my happy time because, you know, it's cold. And I find fall besides hating the cold. I, I do. There's something weirdly melancholy about the fall. However, I do love Halloween. So, yeah, I'm not, I've never really mm. been that big into Halloween. I've, I think I've kind of reached the age where I'm just the old man waving my cane, telling to get kids to get the hell off my lawn. Like, I don't like no. <laughs> yeah. Like, rather than feed them candy, I'd rather just feed them, like, I don't know, like, basically a citation to get off my land. 
Yeah. <laughs> Feed them a Is citation. there a Grinch for Halloween? Uh, I mean, there's. I don't see why you can't dress up as the Grinch for Halloween, but Jay wouldn't fucking do it. I'm saying, is there a, a version? Is of there the is there a similar character? I don't know. Yeah. They're probably. I have to look it up. Krampus. No, wait, that's fucking Christmas. What am I saying? Duh. Would the Grinch like? Would the Grinch from Halloween even look like the Grinch? Because Halloween's all about monsters. So if I'm a, he Grinch, just means like a, a a humbug type character that doesn't like the holiday. Yeah, I mean, I don't like dislike Halloween. I just I if just there's think, not, we'll make it. Yeah. Hell, we just gave birth to a new creepypasta, Jay, the guy that didn't like Halloween. <laughs> and then we'll find a way to make that a horror story. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, I'm going to write it. It's not even going to be horror. It's just horrifying how joyless a person can be that they don't like Halloween. And not for any religious objections either. They just don't like it or don't care I don't for know it. why, but when I think of the Grinch of Halloween, I think of a Karen. I mean, yeah, that's the typical Grinch of Halloween, I guess. I mean, I mean, I'll like, I'll happily, like, I'll happily ask some kids if they come up to my door. Hey, k- hey, kids, where's your manager? I need to see him. What? <laughs> Jay's a Karen now, aka their parents. <laughs> that is their manager. And I was gonna wait on you to to go in your your not rant, but your 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 uh, cynical opinion about people saying they love Halloween and not doing anything. And I, I'm guilty. I'm fully guilty. I not. I haven't done anything really special, and it's also been kind of a melancholy thing. It's like, oh, man, I didn't really do anything special, especially during COVID. There wasn't any haunted houses or anything to go to. I, I, might, go, I might go somewhere this year. Unless you come up, you suggest it coming up. We'll I get drunk and watch Blair Witch 2 together. I typically, though, like, uh, I mean, there are things about the Halloween holiday I do like, but it's not like I need to do these things around Halloween. Like, watching scary movies and spooky movies, I don't need Halloween as an excuse to do that. I, I can know, just do Everyone that. likes an excuse to do something they like all day long uh, and have it, you know, nationally recognized. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go on a tangent, so I'll, I'll answer your question, Jason. Yes, I love spooky stuff. I love Halloween. <clears throat> I love horror movies to an extent. I like more spooky rather than, like, gory. And, uh, and yeah, I love creepypastas. So, for anyone that doesn't know, which doesn't feel like I should need to say it, but I think I might, because I don't know if a younger generation might, I think creepypastas are kind of becoming old hat. There are urban legends kind of now, but they've kind of evolved out of the creepypasta form, formula. But what a creepypasta really? is... Hmm? Yeah. No, no, the creepypasta is like a, it's like a 2000s, like 2010s yeah. kind of a thing. I guess I kind of got destroyed. One, I guess it got destroyed with modern internet and social media, but I think more just everyone got used to the formula, the setup, and it yeah. kind of lost its appeal because basically what a creepypasta is... Uh, the name is derived from copypasta, which itself is uh, derived from the phrase copy-paste. Uh, copypasta is used to describe a long text string, what you might think of from the late 90s uh, chain emails, but it, it more describes uh, basically a text meme. Uh, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with the, uh, the Navy SEAL meme, my, one of my favorite memes that I use is filler text for any of my graphic projects I'm working on. You know, what the fuck did you say, you fucking, you know... I, I'm I am Navy. I am the top elite sniper in the Navy. Sneals, whatever. I'm stuttering. Then it goes on for a whole page. It's that. It's uh-huh. it's a text string that the second you see it, you recognize it, uh, and it's repeated. And for people that are clueless when they see it, they think it's legit, but it's really just a copy pasta. Remember chainmail? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's a blast from the past. Fuck, I remember some fucking older coworkers from some of my summer jobs sending me that shit, and I'm like, fuck off, I don't care so the creepy variant of the copy pasta of course is the creepy pasta and what that is 
it's essentially just a horror story, but the important element of a creepypasta is it's supposed to be told as if it were true. A friend of my friend had this happen to me or whatever. So it's usually told, uh, you know, in, in an image board or message board, you know, and utterly trying to convince somebody that this'll, this happened to me or a friend. Usually with some, some visual uh, stimuli too, like they might Photoshop a picture of the spooky monster that they saw in their backyard or something like that. And, you know, they're really cool because, you know, everything on the internet is true, right? Okay. So when I read about, you know, you know the stilt walker, it's a famous uh, creepypasta creature, I fucking believe it. They did kind of fall out of hat, though, because the, 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 the fucking joke, the deal of it is becomes transparent after a while, especially when you have people, you know, titling their creepypasta, uh, the creepypasta, like the NES Godzilla creepypasta, probably one of the most famous yeah. video game related ones, which, you know, makes no, you know, illusions on this is fiction. But it's still told in a first-person narrative like this happened to me with some real stretches uh, of believability. Uh, a lot of people hate on it because it does a, a couple horror tropes towards the end that are predictable. And that's the big thing that happened to Creepypasta is after a while, they did just become regular horror short stories. Like, you might as well just be submitting this to a easing and trying to you get some exposure fan for fiction it. now, right? Oh, I mean, there's fan fiction too. But the problem is that people started to drop the attempt to make it believable. Real. They, yeah. they would do perspective switches. They would make mistakes. Uh, and it wouldn't even be in the format of somebody telling a story on the internet live with me. It, it just felt like some of them are even third person. Or the narrator dies at the end. I'm like, well, if he dies, how's he fucking telling me the story? So they just became horror stories. Yeah. And now I think, think the evolution of that is... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I was taking like, over. Do you think that's because of like... Because the Slender Man was a creepypasta, right? No. He is an internet urban legend, but he's not really a creepypasta. And that gets into where I feel the evolution of creepypasta has gone. Because now they're more... They're still urban legend things. Because now we got uh, the Backrooms, which I'm sure you heard of, right? The game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the game was made off the urban legend. It started as a 4chan uh, post that was literally like 10 lines long. And it was really? a really unique idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hell, I can. I'll, I'll Google up real quick. We're telling stories, Google right? Up. But uh, Slenderman yeah. was created on the Something Awful forums, literally as a contest to make an internet a believable, compelling internet urban legend. And so somebody, you know, they found a picture of a kid at a playground and came up with a story about he prays in children and he lurks in the background and they photoshopped him in there and they just made up this mythology, and then it just snowballed, and everyone's fucking scared of Slenderman, and we got the game and the movie and all that. So the Backrooms original text. Josh, is there any, like, famous creepypastas out there that made them kind of like a thing or infamous for something? Well, I would I would call the NES Godzilla creepypasta for sure famous, only because it's probably the most well-known. Like, people who aren't Godzilla fans know Godzilla. I think it made some Godzilla fans, too. And then the other uh, video game one that is pretty famous is uh, a Zelda one, a Majora's Mask one, called Ben Drowns. You've probably heard of that. Mm -mm. That one had video incorporated with it, too. And that one's also famous because it has a giant troll ending. Uh, at the, the very end, the final video uh, ended up just being a complete troll. Uh, it just played a rap song over some footage from the game. And like that was the ending. It was like a joke ending, and it pissed everybody off. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if there's anything like notorious or anything except Slenderman, uh, which again, Slenderman isn't a creepy pasta per se, but gotcha. internet phenomena. And yes, he did notorious because of the the incident with the two young girls. Uh, I'm sure you know of. Heard of it. It's kind of dark to talk about. I so barely remember it. Uh, more or less, uh, they try to kill one of their friends because they believe they were sacrificing him to Slenderman. Right. That's the fucking power of uh, of myth, man. You can uh, I'm misusing the word myth, but uh, legend. You can you know if, if you believe it in enough, it becomes real in a way. It's kind of fucking scary. Oh, and there was yeah. another one. Uh, Momo, I think, is a uh, again not a creepy pasta, but uh, you've heard of her, right? I've seen the image. Yeah, the creepy image. Or the uh, sculpt, the sculpt that, or something. Yeah, I think someone made a sculpt. That one's controversial too because I think there are YouTube or Instagram posts of it. It has something to do with like if you watch this, she could kill you or something like that, or, or, an, yeah. or compel you to do harm on yourself. And it's of course popular with the yeah. little ones, and it's caused a lot of concern a lot of parents. So it's like, oh yeah, some, sure. sometimes the shit can, can become too real. Uh, yeah. anyway, the backrooms one, we were tangenting so much, but I love it. I love talking about the shit. Uh, so the backrooms, the whole thing that started it was this simple little green text from 4chan and all it, it was a picture of what you're probably familiar with from seeing the, the movies that people are making on YouTube, just the dreary yellow, uh, wallpaper and carpet of a hotel somewhere, which, uh, Jay, this looks Awfully like the fucking bottom floor of the hotel at G-Fest. Remember when we were down there messing around with a, a camera? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That looks spot on like, like that fucking hotel. But anyway, the text goes, If you're not careful and you no-clip out of reality in the wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms, where it's nothing but the stink of old moist carpet, the madness of mono yellow, the endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum hum buzz, and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby, because it sure as hell has heard you. And that's it. Wow. That's that's eerie. Not it's eerie. Lie. A lot of people make fun of it. They're like, oh God, okay, yellow hallway, how scary. But, you know, it's a psychological thing. If you were stuck in there, you'd fucking go crazy. That wandering a- around it. Yeah. That puts it's also issue. kind of an extension of uh, the uh, the we're all in a simulation. Like these are loading rooms. Go ahead, Jeff. No, that uh, that puts a visual in my head though that I find kind of neat. Where like uh, you know, like you said, it's about the myth behind it. So with that scenario that you quoted, that tells me that if I'm you know if I'm an NPC character in the PS1 era of gaming, where I'm walking through an empty hallway, a la Goldeneye style, even though that's 64, but still. That means all of a sudden I clip through the wall by accident and then I'm in this black unintended void and I imagine it would smell a lot like that. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a personal hell because you've effectively yeah. crossed into a different plane, a different uh, a different dimension. And then you kind of eventually go crazy like Sam Neill in the Mouth of Madness style. So. Oh, God, that's been a minute. Yeah, that would suck being in there. And there are monsters in there, too. And people have gone overboard over analyzing uh, and making up their own mythology of it. There's over a thousand different levels, quote unquote, to the back rooms that get kind of silly and they're creatures and all that. Everyone's got their, I mean, hell I have an idea for a back rooms movie. I thought about making a script for it. The idea came to me in the shower one day. And by the time I dried off, I had the whole movie in my head. Uh, but you know, then 
there's like 50 amateur films of the backrooms on YouTube, so that there's no point in it. But hey, they made a Sunderman movie, so maybe I should write a backrooms screenplay and sell it. Anything's possible, Josh. Yeah. I mean, there's no copyrights to worry about. Like, who who got fucking royalties for Slenderman? I mean, there is a original creator from something awful. I don't know if he got money for the movie, though, or the, the Slender game or any of that. He should, technically. But the realm of internet copypastas is that it's sharing. It's free for everybody. There is no copyright, so... I'm actually surprised that there isn't a horror movie, even a low-rent one out there, called Creepypasta. Because it seems like it's just infamous enough to where, like, a very uh, low-budget horror Jay. movie called well, Creepypasta. Well, if you want to count Slenderman within this realm, there's the Slender movie, which isn't that great. Not terrible, either. There's a movie called Smile, which I think was based off an urban legend about a serial killer with a, a smile plastic surgeon done to his face. Like a, a have-a-nice-day smile. There's probably others. I think there are a couple. I don't know if there's one just called creepy pasta, but and then and then uh before we get into the uh actual discussion about uh, the Mortal Kombat creepy pastas, we had uh my favorite current once again internet urban legend, not not necessarily creepy pasta as they've evolved now, is uh the the creepy Mario sixty four and all its uh expansions. I'm sure you guys have seen that on the internet. Topical too because not the really. movie's coming out. Yeah. Honestly, basic... I don't I don't know many you don't so, dive into this stuff, so no. Yeah, I don't, that, I don't that, that's Josh a rabbit Middley. hole. That's a rabbit hole to go down. But uh, that, I could do a fucking whole podcast just on that. But basically, uh, don't if you own a copy of Mario sixty four, I wouldn't play it, dude. I wouldn't dust it off. It might uh, could mean certain death. <laughs> anyway, too late. So so basically, uh, if you couldn't fucking tell, this is my idea for this episode. Um, and I went ahead and tried to compile some creepypastas that we could all pick from and talk about. And I remember initially thinking there weren't that many Mortal Kombat creepypastas. Because usually uh, a video game creepypasta is going to be about Mario. There's Sonic.exe, Jay. That's another famous one. Uh, or Evil Mario or Bad Mario. You know, they pick happy Colorful things, because it's the juxtaposition of the horror and the super happy colors. Mortal Kombat's already violent, so it seems silly to to make something dark and disturbing about it. Uh, but uh, there are a couple. There's, uh, I think, by my count on our on my list, what were there? Uh, at least six, right, guys? Yeah, there was about six. Yeah. And there are actually a whole lot more on YouTube uh, in Spanish. I think uh, Mortal Kombat's real popular... Or Mortal Kombat creepypastas are probably real popular. It looks like in Mexico, I guess. So I guess there's a lot of Spanish language, which if I, you know, fucking maintained all my Spanish from high school and college, I would have been able to talk about some of those with you, huh? You still wouldn't be able to read it. I still wouldn't be able to read it. (laughs) Get on my Duolingo. But uh, but I think we found enough. So uh, let's go ahead and we'll do a little roundtable. uh, for those listening, this isn't going to be a telling the creepypasta story. That creepypastas are very popular on YouTube for uh, people like to to read their their own narrations of them and their spooky voice. Uh, we're not going to do that because uh, I I know I appreciate more just kind of talking about it. But uh, don't don't close the podcast yet. We will so read something like like- spooky later on in the episode. But for now, let's just chit chat about it. Yeah, summarize it, critique it, uh, comment on on things that amused you or scared. Or scared you, if uh, anything okay. scared you. Uh, and we'll just uh, we'll go around the table. Who wants to go first? I'll give it to either of you. You see? Maybe you want me? Uh, Jay? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. 
right. All right. So mine is called The Cabal. And it starts off uh, with the kid. Uh, they don't say what age, but I'm assuming like teenager or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a messed up start in the fact that he says that he loves, he's always loved violence. And Creepy. not like he's not, he's not like himself. He's not a violent person, but he likes to watch horror movies and violent movies and stuff like that. And the bloodier, the better. So, of course, when Mortal Kombat comes out, he's ecstatic. This sounds you like can't me. Believe it. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that does describe a lot of kids disturbingly. I used well, yeah. to draw pictures of uh, Barney getting murdered, Mortal Kombat style, in my notebooks, which probably would be looked wanna, at by psychologists uh, now, being like, "Yeah, do I want to talk about talk about something? that?" Yeah, <laughs> I hated Barney. <laughs> anyway, it's weird. I never did that. Hmm. But then I love. I was also influenced so. by a book too that did something similar. So continue. Uh, see, that's why you don't read, kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah at some point his father buys him mortal Kombat, the original and he plays it all the time and his favorite character is kano oh i thought you're gonna and say he says, well he's not in the first mortal Kombat, so all right yeah <laughs> but he loves the brutalness and like this like just how brutal kano is and how all his mood he just had fun like just hacking and slashing and everything like that and Kano was basically his favorite character until MK3. That's when he met Cabal. And that was just something about him. He was just cool. You know how everybody, I mean, when everybody describes Cabal, it's all, you know, the mask and, you know, he's just mysterious and he's got the speed and all that. And he just became hooked on Cabal to the point where that's like all he played. He became really good at Cabal. And anytime he, you know, fought any with his friends, he played Cabal. No one could beat him. To the point where his friends did not want to play games with him if he was going to play Cabal. Because they knew they were going to lose. That's just how good he was. And he says, at, to the point where, it got to the point where basically his nickname became Cabal. Because that's just all he used. <laughs> so that is basically what we're going to refer to him as, as Cabal. That's his name. Um, so yeah, at one point, um, when he's playing with his friends, he wins, as he usually does. And... It gets he does the fatality and all that stuff, and then Cabal does his winning pose, but then he stays there for like a little bit longer than he usually does, and Cabal the player notices that. He's like, oh, that's weird, and he could have sworn that he sees like a glint in Cabal's eye in the game, but he's like, ah, that's probably nothing, and he just continues off of his day. But then every time he plays it, he notices that stare. And it starts getting into his head a little bit. And he, at one point, he's playing with a friend and he asks him, like, Hey, does uh, Cabal look a little bit weird to you? The dude's like, Nah, what do you mean? It's like, He's kind of just staring at me. It's like, I think he's in your head, man. And then at some point, he just kind of shakes himself off. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're right, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm bugging out. Don't worry about it. Later that night, he has a dream. In the dream, he's in a desolate space. A bunch of bodies are laid out, all in like different levels of decay. And out in the distance, he sees Cabal. And Cabal is just staring at him. He's not saying a word, he's just staring. This obviously freaks him out a little bit. He tries to call out to him, nothing. But 
he hears take off the mask but Cabal's not saying it he hears it in his head and he's like what why would I want to take off your mask what are you talking about take off your mask he just says it over and over again until he finally wakes up and he's in a pool of sweat and he's like shaking doesn't know what happened so the next day he just tries to like focus on you know his everyday thing you know his normal whatever his, he just goes on about his day but for the next like week or so he gets the same dream the same scenario same desolate area same amount of bodies but every night he recognizes one of the bodies what the fuck and, but Cabal is still standing in the distance and he still hears in his head take off the mask a couple of weeks pass by he says enough is enough I can't do this anymore the next time I see I get one of those dreams I'm confronting him I guess he you know tries to you know elucid like a lucid, lucid dream kind of a thing yeah so he goes to sleep he has a dream again He's standing across from Cabal, and he basically just says, what do you want? And in his head again, it just says, take off the mask. He's like, fine. So he walks up to Cabal, gets face to face with him, and he's like, all right, I'm going to take off this mask. And of course, you know, he kind of hesitates a little bit, doesn't know what he's going to see, but he's also like, I can't live like this. Whatever's in this mask, it can't be worse than what's happening to me right now whether it's a ghoul, whether it's like a deformed face, it's a monster, whatever. I can't have these dreams again. So he, he takes every ounce of courage to just take off the mask. And he sees a kid that's the same age as him, looking back at him, just wide-eyed. And the kid just like has a sigh of relief. He's like, you saved me. Oh my God. And then he just like grabs a hold of him and just like starts crying. And then Cabal, the guy, is like, what happened? It's like, I don't know. One night, I was dreaming, and then suddenly I was here. And then Cabal's like, who are you? It's like, my name is Mark. I used to live in New York. Wait, I'm sorry. They're, they're still in the dream? Yeah. Okay. Still in the dream. Because I guess it's like a lucid dream now. And he's like, how long have you been here? It's like, I have no idea. And he just he just goes quiet, and he just like, hugs him again just like thank you thank you you finally freed me thank you so much he's like and then Cabal's like yeah now, now we just gotta you know figure out a way to get out of here and then Mark looks at him he's like me what do you mean we and then Cabal looks at him he's like and he just like looks kind of like scared and Mark just goes like I don't think you understand what's going on here there has to be a Cabal he's like yeah the one in the game it's like no there always has to be a cabal. Why do you think he wears a mask? And then Cabal's like, well, it's because he's disfigured or something like that. And then Mark just kind of chuckles a little bit. It's like, no, it's to hide the fact that there are different people wearing the mask. And then Cabal looks at, like, just backs up a little bit, looks down, and then he sees Cabal's clothes on himself. And then Mark looks at him, smiles, and just says, welcome to the cabal. And it starts to leave. And then all of a sudden, the mask that Cabal was holding disappears from his hand and it starts to form around his face. And then, but then his mouth is the last thing that is open. And he basically just says, Why didn't anybody say anything? And then Mark said, If they had, you wouldn't have come. 
And then he leaves and Cabal's left alone. And all he can do is scream. Damn. And that's the end. Uh, okay. That, that's actually that was a pretty interesting story. <laughs> dude, I, I was actually on the edge of my seat there a little bit. Uh, yeah. It, it might be more lent to, you did a good job telling it, uh, versus maybe the content of the story, but that still is interesting. I love that last line, welcome to the cabal. I mean, I kind of yeah. liked it because it sort of like takes the idea of cabal is less of a character and more like a cult of characters. And I kind of like that idea that cabal is just a cult of like basically crazy people held by the mask against their will. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I think that's kind of fun. What do they mean though? But uh, when he says, why didn't anybody tell me, he means like any of his friends, like they all knew about it. I think it's like, why didn't <sighs> or anybody like anybody in the know? Yeah. Why? How, how is this not a thing that nobody knows? Why is nobody known? If there's, there was a kid in New York who's gone essentially, or like in a coma, why has nobody heard about it? Or like, Maybe because he was just in a coma and they don't know he's really Cabal yeah. in the dream world or something. Or why hasn't there been any kind of rumors or anything like that surrounding Cabal or, you know, anything? Uh, I could I see know. conceivably be, well, he says, because you wouldn't come here, which also seems silly. What do you mean come here? I fucking fell asleep. I had no choice of coming here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't see why there would be uh, rumors about it. Just, okay, say a kid's in a coma and everyone yeah. just thinks he's in a coma. And I mean, it's certainly not a normal situation for a kid, but cat unfortunately happens. And unbeknownst to them, he's really in the fucking other plane, terrorizing people's cabal. I guess that's Pretty kind much. of an interesting idea. I, I like the, I do like the idea that because he has the mask on, you can't hear him talk, but he's screaming the whole time. God, that is that's pretty messed up image. <laughs> One of the things I didn't like about this uh, that took me out of it when I was reading this story. Was that there's a line? Let me see if I can find it. When he uh, when he first notices the cabal thing, but then he shakes it off. He says, "It says, I kept playing every day, but I couldn't shake the feeling that every with every win, cabal seemed to be staring at me through the mask. I found this unnerving. What was this? Some silly creepy pasta? That part I was like, okay, <laughs> why do you have to a meta there? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, why, why do you I'm guilty of doing that? some of that uh, in, in some of my writing occasionally mm. uh, on my yeah. side gig writing. Uh, I'm also reminded of, I don't know if you guys recall me saying, it might have been in a rumor, or other Halloween episode of Rumors and Mysteries, or maybe it was something, our MK3 episode, where there was a, a, I guess you would call it an urban legend, a little rumor going around my schoolyard where someone said that sometimes Cabal would, when you do his uh, fatality where he takes off his mask and, you know, does a boogity face, Mm -hmm. that he would look at you and say your name. Mm. I wonder if uh, that was not just contained to my schoolyard and maybe fueled a little bit of this. Or, here's a really unsettling thing, guys. What if that rumor that I heard in school was because this creepypasta is true. Dun, dun, dun. There really is somebody still fucking trapped in Cabal's mask somewhere. I mean, the only time we do see his face in the early games was when he screams, right? He, yes, he's screaming when he takes... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, ca- <laughs> I, I remember that from Mortal Kombat 3, so I was like, oh, that actually is kind of... Kind of clever. Like, someone actually is incorporating what they know of Cabal from 3 and incorporates that into the creepypasta of why he's doing that. That's kind of cool. Points. Extra points. Okay, that's a, that's a good one. Sucked. 
That just so sucked. Oh, boy. I was going to say, why didn't they put that in this? But this was uh, made in Probably written, so. written, written way before then. Uh, and now that line's not funny anymore. Oh, my God. I don't think I can even ever say it again. Fuck, guys. I'm scared of Cabal. Okay, good job. Take uh, off the mask. T- oh. Now I want to I don't see. know. Do we... Do we... Good. Now I want to hear Cabal take off his mask, but in his New Jersey construction accent from the 2021 movie. Take off your mask. <laughs> I can't do it. New Jersey take accent. off the stinking mask. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, though. Mm. This is fun. I'm going to grab some fucking M&M's. <laughs> okay. Fucking, like, well, you know, sitting here telling fucking stories and stuff like that. I can get a snack and stuff like that. I'm, uh, I'm going to... I, I would Are you afraid of the dark session? What, what do they call it? The... the, the... What was it the society? What was it? Are you afraid of the dark? There was like the oh god, I don't remember. Uh, Secret society? No, I barely I watched that show. Uh, I mean, of course, I, I know of it. I'm, I watched episodes of it, but I not enough frequently to know. It's on the tip of my tongue. God damn it, too. Uh, yeah, like super dark society or something like that. Midnight society. That's what Midnight society. Okay. It's close to midnight, so kind of works. Yeah, oh, kind of does. Still got about forty-five minutes till midnight. Let's see if we don't get <laughs> too far over. Let's see, we've done a good thirty-five minutes. I figure about fifteen minutes per story. We'll we'll make good time on this one. I would ask, do we want to like grade these stories at all, or like I said, cause I don't know about Jay's, but uh, you know, I said you, you could certainly pick them if they're so bad they're good, and mine's kind of half and half. So, and of course, that's the thing I didn't talk about too is how popular. Bad creepypastas are, too. Some people write them purposely bad. But I don't know if it's fair to do it. Do we want to give it A or B? Um, I, I'm fine. Or maybe Just, we can rank them when we're done. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm like, I I, thought, I actually thought Yasin's was pretty good, but I don't think it needs, like, yeah, a grade. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> like, either, like, is it bad, is it good? But if, but if it was it's bad, like is I it fun? <laughs> I guess we'll put, you know, on a fresh or rotten. That one's a fresh. That one actually was pretty creative. I liked it. I liked it, too. Yeah. It's better than the other one that I read, which was the Mortal Kombat.exe one. Yeah, I guess I'll have to go read that now. Which, yeah, I do, I do not have any prior knowledge of uh, any of y'all's stories. Uh, I avoided reading them. I only read two, and you know, I picked the one I wanted to read. Uh, so, the, I'm, I'm coming here sincere. Uh, I was, that, that, that story spooked me, and uh, <laughs> I might not play MK3 for a while. So, yeah, well, good written like story. I don't know. We, we see Cabal's face there, so it's a little better. Do we? But, yeah, because uh, we got the time, sk- yeah, the time shift, the time quake, so you get young Cabal before oh, right. his uh, accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can probably hear my M&M's crunching, but I'm editing this episode, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, adds to the party atmosphere. Grab a snack as we uh, go to our next story, which... I don't have any snacks. Jay, do you, G- do you want... Yeah, yeah, I have gin. That's my snack. You have gin? <laughs> That's just, just calories in there, probably. Not what in the world? Not the not the way I drink it. I drink it with uh, with citrus uh, with citrus and pain. Citrus and pain is how I drink it. I mean, there's still probably calories in gin, Jay. Yeah, but you know, I'm on a that diet. There can be calories in pain too. Yes, there are definitely calories in pain. No, pain is calories leaving the body. Yes. Um, there's that weakness. <laughs> okay, so. <clears throat> My creepypasta is called Mortal Kombat Satanic Edition. <laughs> and this one is, I wouldn't call this creatively new, but I would call it fun. I was charmed by this one um, okay. more than anything. It, it's not very long. Mine was a YouTube vid 
So if you look up Mortal Kombat Satanic Edition on YouTube, you will find it. It's it's not long. It's about six minutes. But what makes it unique is that this one is not only told through audio, but the entire story is storyboarded on a whiteboard with uh with whiteboard markers. So oh, that's so visually it's actually kind of neat. Okay, but, that's cool. Okay, but the story starts off um in a mythical long forgotten time of the early 90s you know before (laughs) you know before like basically before the internet and before the mortal kombat 95 movie so you know basically a more innocent time but also the dark ages so you know it takes place definitely the dark ages yeah yeah and it's about this no-name kid he didn't have a name but for the purposes of my summary i want to give him a name i'm going to call him i'm going to give him an all-american name i'm going to call him yancey because that's an all-American name. What? And what's, what's his name? Yancey. Yancey? Yeah, Yancey. That's an all-American name. And um, okay. <laughs> and he's a boy of about, you know, 12 years old, black hair. And uh, he's got a best friend. His best friend and buddy and colleague through all this. Um, he's also a no-name kid, but I'm going to give him a name. An all-American name. His name is Obergosh. Obergosh. What the f- so we have Yan- a little shout out to me. I don't think you know what Americans are. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we have Yancey and we have Obergosh, you know, two American kids living in the heartland, you know, German American Obergosh. Yep. <laughs> and so Yancey, uh, being the kid that he is, <laughs> uh, want, asked his mom and dad very kindly for the new Mortal Kombat uh, console game. So this would take place sometime after Mortal. What is it? Mortal Monday, Mortal Tuesday, when the game came out um, on console. Mortal Tuesday. Or Mortal Tuesday. You're on a Mortal Kombat podcast. You don't know what Mortal. Monday is. <laughs> I mean, I dude, did I forget the days? But you know, that's not the point of the story. It's the alliterations, Mortal Monday, am I? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, his parents, you know, gave the typical response during that time. I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry, little Yancey. It's too violent for you. You can't have it. And then little and little Yancey, you know, kind of scold a bit. So he was like, "Okay, fine, mom and dad, you know, I'm just going to go outside and take a walk or something. Sure. Why not? And as he's walking down the street, he walked by a peculiar looking house with a man who was doing a yard sale currently. And he just kind of just walked by. It didn't really see much that would really interest him. But the man begged him to come over and said, hey, you know, you're a kid. I've got video games in my box over here. And lo and behold, he was going to just walk by it and be like, creepy old man, no, I don't want your I don't want your video games from the Neo Geo era. I don't want any of that. Um, but lo and behold, on the top of the box, he sees Mortal Kombat 2 uh, um, in there. And that is the game. I'm going that, to guess. This is written in black marker, right? Uh, no. Oh, wow. Shocker. Okay. Um, this is a trope. Um, he found it, and then he's like, oh, wait. And he confirmed it after he picked it up. He's like, oh, my God, this is the game. And the old man said, hey, whatever you want in here, you can have it. Um, the old man definitely looked a little beat up, you know. He had he had recently had a broken arm, so he was in a cast. And he said that, like, hey, you know, my son, um, he no longer uses this stuff anymore. So, you know, I'm just trying just to get rid of it. So the kid was all ecstatic. He had found this Mortal Kombat game that his parents told him he couldn't have. What's even better, he didn't have to pay money for it. Um, but when he looked on the actual um, the actual cartridge, he saw that it was a little bit different than most of the other covers from Mortal Kombat. 
the uh, the human faces on it had like were very like grotesque because it didn't just have the dragon symbol on it. It had like some of the characters on it too, but they were very grotesque looking. And it had the acronym S dot E dot on it. And and his and then the kids, you know, little Yancey's brain, he was like, Oh wow, this must be a special edition. Yay! You know, so he was all excited, just so so happy. Like this kid was like you know, like in Christmas time, and he had candy. Like he was just through the dang moon. So he called Obergosh, you know, his best friend, um, and they decided that they were going to get together and they were going to play this game. Right? Um, they were going to play it. It was going to be great. They're going to have the best of times. So they go back to his place. They get their candy. They get their soft drinks, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to play some more combat." Mom and dad aren't around. Let's, you know, let's play some violent video games. So they start playing the video game. And they notice right away, as soon as they actually boot up the game, that it's definitely a little different. Now the game, you know, of course, starts up like it normally would with all like the title credits, but then the, suddenly the screen darkened and a, and a simple message appeared and it said, Mortal Kombat, Satanic Edition. And what, and the sound was different too. You could hear sounds which looks like, you know, human beings that were moaning painfully in the background. Like, something was not particularly right about this game. So, then, it literally said on there that the game started going at a slower pace at that point in time. And then it said, once you start this game, you can't go back. Do you wish to continue? And little Yancey, being the kid that he is, he's like... Hell yeah, I want to continue. It's fucking more combat. It's fucking more combat. And Obergosh is like, hell yeah, it's fucking more combat. We ain't scared. So they hit continue. And the sound, you know, of course, plays and everything like that. It immediately goes to the character select screen. But the character select screen also is a little bit different. A lot of the character images on the character select screen are more grotesque. You know, you could even say, like, slightly gorier versions, uh, like, basically of everybody. With the exception that it actually has a different character on it. You know, this is Mortal Kombat 2. It was all about, you know, the original cast, but a little bit bigger. But there was a new character on there that no one ever seen before. It looked like some sort of, like, you know, red demon type dude. So, little Yancey was like, okay, I've never actually, I have no idea who this character is. I'm going to pick him. And apparently, this character's name is Dark Demon in this game. And he's got a side profile. Just think of your stereotypical demon, you know, face. He's got, you know, two sets of horns on his head, a slightly protruding stout, sharp teeth, and of course, he's red. Uh, and his name is Dark Demon. So, little Nancy had, uh, Yancy had never heard of this character. So he's like, oh, the character, I'm going to pick this guy. And when he does, Obergosh... It's just like, he's kind of a Mortal Kombat veteran. He's like, you know what? No, I'm going to school you, Yancey. I'm going to school you good. I'm going to pick Sub-Zero. Prepare to get frozen. Because, you know, the horror story of every kid is getting frozen by Sub-Zero. Um, you know, in any... No one beats Sub-Zero. Yeah, exactly. So he picks Sub-Zero. Little Yancey's a little on the terrified side. He's like, oh my god. You know, Obergosh over here. He knows the fatalities. He knows... The friendships. He knows the combos. He knows everything. How am I going to beat him? I can't beat him with Sub-Zero. I'm going to need an edge. But he's pretty confident about Dark Demon because, you know, Dark Demon looks pretty dang cool. And right after they start the match, a little uh, sound clip comes in, which actually says, prepare to die. 
and no, none of the kids had ever heard of this because that's never been in any Mortal Kombat game before. Obviously, this is something new. So they have the first round, and they start fighting each other. And little Yancey is astonished, right? He's over the moon because Dark Demon is good. He doesn't know how to play him. He's practically butt-mashing, but he's good. And he did beat Sub-Zero pretty much almost instantly. Like, we're talking like, we he's like two hits away from a flawless victory here. So he beat Sub-Zero. And after he beat Sub-Zero, he was like, yeah. Like, he was all excited about it. He looks over at Obergosh, and Obergosh visually looks ill, you could say. Like, it's almost like he got food poisoning type of ill. Like, he's in cold sweats. He's got, like, this sort of blue look in his eyes. His skin is a bit on the yellow side, too. Like, this guy looks like he just got, like, just, just scared out of his mind. And also, he looked a little on the bruised side, too. But he had this determined look on his face. He was like, okay, that's round one. I now know how to beat this. So he's like, let's play again. So then they play again, and this time, Dark Demon and Sub-Zero fight again. And this time, Sub-Zero actually wins against Dark Demon but just barely. We're talking like just barely. And Obergosh did not get a chance to pull off the fatality, but he did barely win the fight. And then when you look at Yancey, Yancey also was looking kind of not well after that fight. Obergosh even observed him, but it, his condition was a little bit different. He looked chilled, cold, you could say. Like he had just been out of a freezer. He also looked bruised. He had a a random bruise on his arm that he didn't have before. His skin was not yellow like Obergosh's was, but more on like the really pale side, like almost like the blood had drained from his face. But little Yancey was even more determined now. He's like, okay, I see what you're doing here. It's time to go. So they start playing again, and they do this bit of a back and forth thing where they just keep playing. But as they keep playing, they're fun rivalry had turned over time into really personal stuff like they actively couldn't stop playing each other because neither one wanted to lose to the other and they just kept going back and forth no one ever got two wins in a row it was always it was always Yancey won one and then Obergosh won the other one and they were they put the same two characters Dark Demon and Sub-Zero right? so eventually little Yancey decided that he was absolutely freaking finished because both of them looked honestly god-awful. They had, they had basically had been playing for so long, they lost all concept of time. They had no idea how long they had been playing. They didn't know if it was today or tomorrow. And Yancey's like, okay, I'm going to finish this. I'm done, right? So they play one more time. Just This is probably the 20th or 5th or 100th time they've said we're going to play one more time. And Yancey's like, okay, I'm going to actually do this. I'm going to try and go for a fatality this time. He just, in his brain, he kind of just figured he would just, he just knew how to do it, right? You know? So they play. Yancey does get the win this time. And this time, he actually wins two in a row. He had won the last one. But this time, he actually won the second one. And instinctively, when the finish him screen came up, he inputs the command on the controller and he sees the screen go slightly dark, meaning that he had completed the fatality. But as he's playing this, he was so worn out from the fight that he actually briefly just faded to black for a second. He basically just sort of passed out, so he never even saw the fatality. And then afterwards, he's sort of like, 
gets back up. He kind of curses himself that he missed fatality, but he was like, I did it. I finally beat Obergosh. Obergosh, I finally got you. Two in a row, and I did the fatality. Ugh, you know? And then he looks around, and the room is definitely very, very dark, and he can't, and Obergosh isn't anywhere to be seen. Like, he can't see him. And then he has this sort of, like, weird warmth that's underneath him that he hadn't felt before. And he also feels that he has something in his hand that he didn't have before. And it wasn't the controller, because it was soft, almost squishy. So after he comes to, he looks down, and he notices that Obergosh is sitting on his hands and knees behind him, looking at him funny. But he also has a hole in his chest. And Yancey looks down at his left hand and sees that he has his friend Obergosh's heart in his hand. Jesus. It's still beating. And the warmth underneath them is Obergosh's blood. He has this epiphany for a second, like, what have I just done? And Obergosh looks at him, not really with a mean face anymore, but with almost like a sad face. Like, this is not my time. I didn't have to die like this. I died way too early. But he knows it's coming anyway. And not even two seconds later, he falls flat on his face with the last look that he ever gives his friend of just regret that he ever even bothered to play this game. And then Yancey, now seeing his dead friend in front of him, is taken aback. He's still just, he's processing this. He can't do it. But a smoke and haze starts coming around behind him. He feels a cold, chill presence on both of his shoulders. He feels not one, not two, but three individual fingers that surround his shoulders and this voice, this demonic voice whispers in his ear as he's holding the heart of his dead best friend and says, you wanna play again? And then right as he hears that, he turns around and it's the dark demon staring him in the face saying, and then after that, it ends. It cuts to black. And this, kids, is why your parents don't want you to play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yep. I kind of don't want to play Mortal Kombat anymore. I know, right? Can we just end the show? <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, that's it. No more Mortal Kombat for us. Uh, I I'll, I definitely have already come to that conclusion. We'll, we'll find out. But, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. man, you guys picked some good ones. Uh, actually, I take that back halfway. It, towards the him and... and his friend playing, it did start to drag a little bit, but uh, then you had my attention again to that ending. Uh, otherwise, you captivated me a little bit with the way you told it. Uh, even though I know the plot, I'm, I'm going to go watch the YouTube now. Uh, since you say it has accompanying art, I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, I'll be disappointed, though, that the kids aren't Yasif and Overgosh. <laughs> Yancey and Overgosh. Yancey and Overgosh. Uh yeah, I kind of like yeah, like bad, like basically these kids have no names um, or anything like that. But I just kind of wanted to give them names that were just random, just for fun, just because I like classic the idea. American names. Yeah, yeah, classic American names. Um, Circa nineteen forties, maybe. But I I will say that I kind of like the idea. It's 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 not a new idea. Like you play a fighting game with your friend, and then it's like, oh, what if the game was in real life? What if you were? Oh the yeah, no, th- this is tropey. 
Yeah, Trophy it's very AF. They're the 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 picking up the a mysterious game from the yard sale. Oh yeah, that, ha- that happens in Ben's Drown. That happens all the time. Yeah, I'm so, that I mean, happened like, in uh, Godzilla NES Creepypasta. And then yeah, playing the game and it takes control over you. Super yeah. trophy. Yeah, the the only but, thing no, the only effective. thing I kind of the only thing I kind of like about it though, I guess at the end is that I like the idea that it's a new character called Dark Demon, which feels kind of typical. But I like the idea that you just play a Mortal Kombat game with a friend. You didn't have the internet back then. All of a sudden, there's this new character that just looks all suspect, and no one knows who he is. And of course, you select that character just because, hey, I want to know what this like what this new character is all about. And it can do all these crazy moves that no one knew about, but. The more you play it, the more you kind of like get sucked into it because that whole idea about two friends playing Mortal Kombat together or any really any fighting game and you just get into it where you just have to keep fighting with each other because it's become kind of like, okay, okay, now I'm getting into this. Now I need to really like, you know, like concentrate and do better. This is like my whole experience playing fighting games. I was about to say, yeah, that's you to a T. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why I kind of liked it, because I'm like, okay, I relate to both these kids, because, yeah, you never just say, let's, all right, let's do this one more time. That one more time will go, like, will be said about 20 times. times. Yeah, yeah, before <laughs> you actually times. give up. So, you know, admittedly, I improvise, I improvised a little bit, because the actual creepypasta is only six minutes and 42 seconds long on YouTube, and I definitely talk longer than that. So, yeah, how that happen? Yeah, I'm interested to see what you added. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll find out. You'll find it when you watch it. But yeah, like um, I generally had fun watching it. I think it. I know. What, what, what's your guess? The play-by-play. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a J thing. You... Yeah. <laughs> Incidentally, that's the part I said dragged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not the best storyteller in the world, guys. Just FYI, I get too. You're a good storyteller, though. I mean, I, no, you kept you, you kept me on my seat too. I'm the edge of my seat, I should say. <laughs> I feel actually, I feel actually a little uh, worried now because one, uh, I feel I should have read mine again one more time. I read it twice, but I didn't read it today, and I don't know if mine's as good as y'all's. Y'all's is pretty good. Well, Josh, uh, tell Jay, well, I mean, anything more you want to say about Mortal Kombat Satanic Edition? I do feel it's kind of more uh, uh, gen- stereotyped or generic or whatever than uh, Cabal. But uh, overall, it's pretty pretty standard and successful creepypasta, I might say. I kind of want to play it, actually. Like, I want to play Satanic Edition, and I want to choose the friend that... I- <laughs> And I want to choose the friend I play with it wisely. Actually, I don't want to choose a friend. I kind of want to like bet someone yeah. money that they can't beat me in the game and just watch what happens. That might be Donald fun. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> We're gonna wager all his millions, not billions, of dollars. <laughs> I have the best Sub Zero. He will freeze you thoroughly. It's yeah, I can't. You'll I never can't see it coming. It'll just be nice and cold. I'm gonna. Uh, it'll be the coldest ice blast you've ever seen. I'll tell you, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. How good I am with Sub Zero. <laughs> Everybody will love it. It'll be beautiful. Everybody's happy. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, that'll be wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, Jess, I got a call from Ed Boon telling you <laughs> I'm the best Sub Zero player. You gonna run with this? There you go. Now, see, see. I don't, at that point, it'd be, it's not a horror story anymore. It's just uh, a Donald comedy. Trump. Uh, pick up the phone. That's <laughs> uh, me, former President Barack Obama. Uh, I just want to say that I am the best player uh, with uh, Scorpion, and I challenge you to uh, mortal combat. 
Now hold on, Barack. Now you know that me, Bill Clinton, is the best at Katana because you know I like Katana. <laughs> oh, I know you do. But let me just tell you that I can play Melina really good. So you can bring your Katana. I'll bring my Melina. We'll, we'll go uh, maybe 7 o'clock tomorrow at the Oval Office. We'll make it a thing. Man, I'm stopping now. <laughs> we'll be we never on. brought up current political events and, and, and stuff ever, but, you know, it was too irresistible to do. Something, something, George Bush. Something, something, Aaron Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Well, I can't uh, do a George Bush, though. Tell you I what, Matt, Matt used to do a good, unintentionally, uh, he did the same laugh that George W. did with a sh- <laughs> shake of shoulders. But I think that's just because he's from Texas. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Like it's how they laugh in Texas. <laughs> anyway, do, do we have... <laughs> you, 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 forgot, you forgot his famous phase, though. You forgot, let me be clear. <laughs> let me be clear. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I got to over again. Let me be clear. <laughs> You're going to come over here. <laughs> <laughs> let me be... No, that's what he actually says. Let me be clear. You're going to come over here. <laughs> oh, come God. over here. <laughs> It's all hey. it's fake news. The <laughs> Scorpion can never beat my Sub-Zero. It's just not a thing. It never. I'm the best at Sub-Zero. You never knew it. You never see me coming. I'll tell you, it's, I'm the greatest. It's just as simple as a uh, holding block because you're so predictable. <laughs> fake news. It's fake news. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Josh, go ahead. Uh, was there anything else uh, you want? We wanted to say about Mortal Kombat Satanic Edition. Uh, no, I mean, I I thought it was I the ending was I think the ending is where it really like came together. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good one. Yeah, it yeah, was fun. I think so. It was yeah. fun and charming. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I feel a, a little impotent now. We'll see how my story uh, is received. Uh, so I picked one called. You know, I guess it would have been cool to to dig in and see what years these came out, but these aren't exactly copyrighted things that are, you know, stored yeah. in the Library of Congress. But uh, I'm going to assume these all came out in the, uh, you know, probably the early 2000s. Actually, Jay, I'm, I'm wondering if yours might be more recent, but it, it reads like an old creepypasta for sure. Mine says, it was like, on the site, it's like, but it's, it's a, it's, I don't know what this is, we fandom uh, I mean, it says 2020, so... Yeah, but that could just mean they po- reposted it. When they posted it, yeah. I don't know if, yeah. it, if it... I don't see anything about an original. Not that it says it, Actually, it says at the beginning, it says... What does it say? In the spirit of Halloween, we present to you an original Mortal Kombat pre- creepypasta. So... Hmm. Interesting. I think this one is in 2020. Really? Okay, we got some new shit yeah. still. Oh, interesting. Okay. Funny, we're talking about... Uh, Recent or not recent, because mine is called the old, uh, the old MK, which I'm a little weird on that title because I, I don't it doesn't really come across in the story. Hmm. But my uh, basically the old MK starts out with this guy talking about you know how he was first exposed to uh, Mortal Kombat at an arcade in his old hometown of Krillston, uh Awkward name for a town. I think it was just. Somebody not being able to come up with a Someone's, convincing original yeah, name. Better name. 
Yeah, come up with a better name. And uh, he said there was only one arcade. And tell me if you can't hear me really well, because I'm looking uh, over at my Kindle where I read the story on, on my notes there. Many so I might be so pointing my face away from the microphone. But he said there was only one arcade there at the time, and it wasn't anything special. Uh, he said it, quote-unquote, looked as though it took place in an abandoned warehouse. Uh, I highlighted some funny grammar things here, too. Hope I don't sound too condescending about it. But uh, basically... Uh, the way he describes it, I imagine it more as a, as a laundromat. But it's an arcade. He says it's an okay. arcade. He says it was incredibly run down. They didn't have many games, and most of the games they did have were broken. The workers' skin was pale and clammy. They had dark circles under their sunken eyes. The arcade would get a lot of recalled games, such as Berserk, which was sent there after it was told of two deaths. And I highlighted that. I'm like, what? Doesn't mention it again. And interestingly, huh. he also says... uh. And I do actually recall seeing Polybius uh, for a short while. Shout out, obvious shout out to another, uh, not a creepypasta, but an urban legend uh, that you may or may not have heard about. Polybius, the supposed arcade machine that uh, gave people seizures and killed them. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a supposed real thing, but it's not real. I think they, they made repro repros of it. I ain't gonna get one. And people can die from seizures, though, right? I mean, I, yeah, people can die from seizures for sure. This is fake news. It's not. It's not real. <laughs> but you know that's how urban legends go. Yeah. Uh, but he was saying, you know, the only arcade games that really worked, they had Pac-Man, Frogger, a glitchy Mario Brothers. Uh, you know, where spent a lot of time stomping Koopas. But basically, they just had. Uh, he said they had Mario Brothers and Tetris. I didn't know Tetris was in the arcade. Uh, and he said that all changed when Mortal Kombat 2 came to town. So, you know, all of a sudden now all the kids are going nuts, uh, going to play MK, and rumors started spreading. You know, my favorite thing, hearing about playground rumors and all that. They talked about Ermac uh, and, quote-unquote, a green ninja girl named Emerald. Hey, remember I was talking about Emerald in our Mysteries oh, yeah. episode? Yeah. He said, everyone had a bunch of different theories. Nobody got to try them uh, because there were too many people. Uh, another problem was that there was a person who was incredible at the game and would never lose. My old girlfriend Emily and I loved the game and listening to the speculation being spread around. And this is funny. They had a theory that if you tipped the game over, literally like on the ground, and then brought it back up, and then one... In the versus mode with a fatality 100 times in a row, you would become invincible with any character that you used. Okay. So, yeah, that that was a rumor that they were all obsessed about trying. For some reason, uh, and oh yeah, for some reason, obviously, because they would have to tip the, the machine over. To be able to try this rumor, he would have to sneak in at night. Uh, which he says, uh, as the door, doors had no locks. <laughs> Very convenient. <laughs> so him and his girlfriend Emily uh, do sneak in there one night and they go and, and they knock the machine they, they tip the machine over and then they said with all their strength uh, they, they pick it back up uh, and they said once they did first they put all their coins in he said the game started up uh, and became glitchy which he figured it would because they just knocked it over they probably hurt the game but then it comes on, and he couldn't make out the he could make out the word "verses" on the screen. And uh, other than that, everything was silent. 
he selected verses and I guess with the, the punch button and image flashes on the screen and all of a sudden there's this loud buzzing noise and it gets so loud that it actually bothers them and then eventually it, it cuts off and after a minute of that some music starts playing he picks scorpion and he said the loading music was very strange like a horrible pianist attempting to play a song but it just sounded like off chord notes and I don't recall him saying who his girlfriend picked so the battle started and Scorpion comes on screen and he says then this grinding noise comes out of the machine and Scorpion speaks and he said it was really hard to understand but what he could make out was what time now horrible and that's all he could make out and he said oh yeah Emily's character whoever she picked didn't even show up when it eventually did we wished it hadn't because uh, she picked oh yeah Sub-Zero and he said his sprite was all jumbled up and he had a look of sheer pain in his eyes and that he was completely covered in blood and he had curious detail he had a few extra steel arms that seemed to have been stitched on I guess like Jax's arms even though this is MK2 and he said uh, another grinding noise came on and then Sub-Zero speaks and he could only make out the words designer wrong accident pain doctor and he's like what in the fuck and Emily's real scared uh, and he said she had a look of horror on his face like this isn't supposed to happen but they started fighting in the game and Sub-Zero starts crying uh, what yeah and he still went through with a fight and went and attacked Sub-Zero uh, in an odd odd line he says I went to go hit it knowing what we came to do because he really, he's really got to get that that in a hundred fatalities in a row and get that invincible invincibility thing. But once he hit Sub Zero, uh, his arms fall off, and he says a shrill shriek bursts out of the game, or out he game as he types. Uh, and he said their ears hurt a lot, and the screaming wouldn't stop. And then uh, suddenly, Scorpion cut off Sub Zero's head. Not clear if uh, he actually input a fatality command to do it or if Scorpion's acting on his own. But after that, the screen goes black and the words, Win 1, continue, doesn't occur in MK2, appears and he, he presses punch, specifically says punch there, and he says it brought them back to the character select screen. And he said the music was, music was very spotty and some of the characters weren't selectable, including uh, Sub-Zero. Uh, and Emily really at this point really wanted to leave but the boyfriend whose name is never mentioned he wanted to stay so they play another round and she picks Baraka and then once again uh, Scorpion's the only one on the screen when the match comes up a detail I forgot to mention before Sub-Zero showed up in all his horror this time though he doesn't say anything and Baraka comes out, and guess what? He's uh, splattered of blood all over his chest, and he has, quote-unquote, an expression of horror. Which, you know, with his face. His face already looks like horror. <laughs> yeah. He says, the, <laughs> the match starts, and, and Scorpion, uh, he said none of the inputs for him or Emily would work, and the characters just stood there. And they were trying to figure out what was wrong, and then the words, new challenger approaching, comes up. And then they're both shocked when... Uh, this guy comes out. They were they were expecting like maybe Emerald or Scarlet. They mentioned Scarlet too, but who comes out is this character. He has a name on his energy bar, and it's called the Doctor. And I'm imagining like a smock or something like that. But the only thing he describes is that he has hypnotic eyes. 
and he's carrying a scalpel and a syringe filled of yellow liquid. And oh yeah, and he said his suit was a doctor's, and of course, guess what? It's spattered with blood uh, and oil. Curiously, he's thinking like Sub Zero mentioned something about a doctor when he was shouting there. Is this this have something to do with that? It's in. They just watch, and the doctor, quote-unquote, takes out a bone saw, and he slowly starts to cut off Baraka's arms. And then he goes over to Scorpion, and he cuts off one of Scorpion's legs, and then he goes back and attaches one of Scorpion's legs to Baraka's arm trunk. Scorpion drops to the ground, because uh, he's unable to keep his balance, and then he rips off another leg and, and puts it where... Baraka's other arm's supposed to be after ripping that off. And he, and he then kind of stands up Scorpion and takes out a purple syringe and, and injects it into him. And then the, the narrator says a gut-wrenching scream blared out of the speakers and the doctor carried away both Scorpion and Baraka. And then he speaks into a walkie-talkie before disappearing off the screen and he says, The subjects attempted to escape from the test. They have failed me and will be gotten rid of. I'll set up the cloning machine so our research can continue. And obviously, I this is why I highlighted this. He said, Emily and I were at a lost for words. <laughs> and uh, they're wondering, <laughs> what the hell is this? Uh, naturally, I'd want to get out at this point. But they're rooted to the ground by curiosity. Not by any supernatural thing, mind you. They're, they're there of their own accord. And uh, the character select screen pops up again. Uh, Emily is begging to for them to get the hell out of there, but by the narrator's own description, he had, had an insatiable urge to continue playing. And he says, uh, quote-unquote, Although it was inex- inexplicable as to why I wanted to stay, I told her that we would only do one more game. So she makes him swear in his life, and they do. And of course, Scorpion and Baraka are no longer selectable when they go back to the character select screen. So Emily picks Kung Lao, and the, the narrator uh, picks Jax. And uh, another highlighted quote. The loading screen showed Jax of Sub-Zero's arms. Sure enough, when the battle started, he had Sub-Zero's arms. Um, basically, I guess he had uh, <laughs> metal arms, just like uh, how he eventually would in MK3. And then Kung Lao comes out, and he doesn't have a head. He's completely headless as he enters the arena, and then he collapses to the floor. And the doctor is behind him, with a scalpel in hand. And then he, uh, Jax apparently runs off the screen, and the doctor chases him down. And Jax can be heard screaming from off-screen, saying, No! Not again! Please! And then he screams even louder, and then it cuts into silence. And then the doctor walks out and points at Emily and the narrator directly at them and he says with a sadistic smile a little late to be at the arcade (laughs) and just as he finishes that sentence uh, apparently things start going haywire in the arcade a bunch of arcade machines started making weird noises and sparking according to him and then the the full fucking arcade catches on fire and they bolt for the door but uh, hey guess what now it's locked conveniently that that door that was apparently never locked now is. He tried to push it open. He said Emily was on her way out when, quote-unquote, someone, something, dragged her back into the godforsaken arcade. He tries to reach for her and misses, and 
she's manages something has grabbed her, but she's managed to kick it loose and run towards the narrator. But just as she's about to get to him, her foot gets stuck on something. Classic, uh, classic horror movie trope. trope. And then, coldly, uh, the, this boyfriend says, "I knew there was no chance." And I said a heartfelt goodbye and left the scene. So, I guess the fire was was really raging, and there was no way to get her if she if she got her foot caught in something. Uh, he had no choice but mm-hmm. to save himself. But he regrets it. He, he keeps torturing himself that that he could have saved her if only he had jumped in there and gotten her. You know, maybe they could be alive. But you know, she perished in the fire. Uh, and the fire department came. At that point, the, the whole arcade was uh, burnt down. Nothing but ashes. Except for that Mortal Kombat machine. Completely flawless. Flawless victory. Without a scratch on it. And he says, that machine is out there somewhere. Time moves on. It ended up probably at a similar arcade somewhere. But he says he never wants to see it again. And he keeps thinking about that that look of hope in Emily's face, you know, when she was reaching out for him, that he could have saved her, and it still haunts him to this day. And he concludes the story by saying, let this be a warning to all. Never go into an old arcade at night when you aren't allowed. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) I thought, after she, you know, perished in the fire, I thought he would see the game again and then see her in the game. Uh, that would have been a good stinger uh, to end it on, yeah. The haunted girl, or like thing. see, like uh, you know, Kung Lao walks out and her head is on his body or something. Well, Jesus, yeah, that would have been fucked up. <laughs> but I guess he likes to end it with the. Uh, I mean, assuming the story's fiction, it might be true. We don't know; it's not. <laughs> we, I mean, we can you prove it's false? We don't know. I guess we'd have to look up some records of arcades that burned down and try and figure out maybe what part of the country he's in. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the the warning that, you know, once again, I'm thinking we're getting, from everything we, we've talked about tonight, I'm getting scared away of playing MK ever again for real guys. Because, yeah, his warning is don't, well, his warning is don't go into an arcade at night where you're not allowed. I guess that's, that's a no shit. But uh, sounds like, you know, like a like a bowl of M&Ms where one of them is poison. If you ever play Mortal Kombat 2, you don't know if you're going to be getting the normal one or, or this one with a fucking doctor if in you it. Play, if you play MK3, don't play as Cabal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you see an SE on your um, on your game console, then yeah, just be prepared. And if you see Dark Demon, don't pick it. Oh, wow. This just hit me like a... I am the stupidest man in the world. SE, mm-hmm. Satanic Edition. Yep. <laughs> it was foreshadowed right there at the beginning. And I never it's I never called, yeah, yeah. heard it referred to again in the story and I forgot about it except that now you're like, Oh this name of the story, Satanic Edition Yeah, I'm so fucking stupid. Well, one part of your story, Josh, like when you're talking about like what the doctor was doing, I'm just sitting here like, Okay, some dude out there who wrote this creepypasta watched human centipede. That's Think what that's that what from. Story. Well I can't I can't verify well, that, when this was written. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it probably was written in the 2000s before Human Centipede came out. But it could be wrong. I think so. I mean, it sounds... I like when he talked about, like, actually, like, you know, 
sawing off Baraka's arms and then attaching Scorpion's leg to Baraka, I was like, oh yeah, that's some human centipede stuff right there. So The confusing thing is they, they seem to be setting up this this uh, underlying story about some sort of, you know, the experiment they escaped and all that, like the doctor is a an actual character or, you know, maybe it's the government doing shit with a, through the arcade machine or, you know, it just... He, he, he introduced lore there that wasn't followed up on. I'm critiquing it like it's a serious literature, but it felt like I that should have been that. left you were, out. You were like, you were like going over grammar while you were reading. Well, reading. yeah, that too, because that's just me. I mean, you, you guys' stories probably were a little grammar too, and that's oh, yeah, that's, yeah, just, yeah. that's part of the creepypasta experience too, because you know anyone writes yeah. these stories and then we probably don't proofread them, and maybe that's a little mean for me to pick it up, especially if the person that wrote this is listening to it but hey man it's all in good fun everyone fucking turns out some shit when they were 12 this guy probably wrote it when he was 20 and he's like god damn it man fuck you josh um <laughs> it really isn't i wouldn't call it a crappy pasta uh it's 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 decent enough i found it charming the reason i picked it is because uh i got hooked uh by this by the pool in the beginning the the shitty arcade and the fact that he mentioned uh emerald and uh, Polybius, uh, I had to, yeah, I had to pick oh, yeah, this story, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just a little, a little, a uh, little unclear uh, about the uh, what exactly this. And once again, the story is called the old MK. I don't know what that means. This is the the, the, uh, the old MK machine. I guess so. Yeah, it's just called the old MK. So I guess that's you know. Well, you think it's in an old, an old arcade, old arcade. So maybe yeah. this is the you know. Maybe it's like a reference to nostalgia, remembering oh that old M K, or maybe yeah. maybe this is the the first iteration of the Mortal Kombat two arcade cabinet before you know they did V two and all that, and this is the version obviously that they had to put out of you know distribution because it was killing people apparently. <laughs> all right, a lot lot of lot of unanswered questions in that one. Yeah, there's a lot of <coughs> there's a few like loose threads there. It's like eh, never went back to it or didn't explain it further. I like the idea of the arcade machine surviving, and it's a thing that's yeah. it's a curse that's carried on like the ring videotape. Yeah, exactly. But it just—I mean, in some way. Oh, go ahead, Yasin. Sorry. It just—it kind of just felt like the doctor thing and the fire didn't weren't like super connected. I figure he probably controlled all the machines in the arcade. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's plugged in, right? It's plugged in, so it's technically connected to everything in the building that's got a power <laughs> source, right? That's kind of a terrifying thought, too. It's like the goddamn lawnmower, man. Man, this is a lot of shit that's going to keep me up at night tonight. Well, That's why I'm going to watch something stupid before I go to sleep. Come on, man. Come on, man. You're really scared by this? Is it really, really going to... Nah. nah. Well, maybe. No. The Cabal one was kind of creepy. And since it does involve dreams, maybe you do kind of want to try to clear your subconscious because, so you, you know, don't want to fucking be dreaming and all of a sudden Cabal shows up and you go, oh, shit. Get your soul sucked. You get your soul sucked. That's what you do. You watch uh, Mortal Kombat 2021 and get disillusioned by it all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah pretty I'm much. Try that. Uh, that movie deserves a rewatch. I actually kind of halfway rewatched it the other day, putting it on mostly in the background, which I hate doing, but I just did it this time. I, I didn't feel like it was a proper rewatch, but yeah. I do kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, like I've suggested, we should but, watch it again as a group, and I'd be down to it sometime. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's something to wash it down. Maybe like a, a nice animated mm -hmm. short before it or something. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, well, 
that was our uh, trip through uh, Creepypasta Land. Uh, I hope anyone fun. listening was, was entertained. I, I think I was entertained. I quite enjoyed both of you guys' stories. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed mine. I don't know. If we want to rank oh, them. We should, we should uh, give a shout out to the people who, like, to, to, do they have any authors for yours? No. I mean, it's Creepypastas, dude. The, it's the, you know, kind of the whole, the whole yeah. idea of them is that they're anonymous. They're Just there. They're there. Uh, there is someone out okay. there that probably uh, listened to them. So if you guys wrote these, shout out. There are, there are, you know, like I said, as creepypastas evolve, there are, like the guy that wrote NES Godzilla Creepypasta, he hosted his own website for it. Or, uh, no, actually, mm. it was a WordPress, I'm sorry. But either way, and he was prominent on the forums, and he shared his name, and he is known as the author of that, and that's Cosby Daff was his username. He wrote he wrote a couple of good creepypastas actually. What was the name? Cosby Daff, one word. It's like Cosby, uh, like Bill Cosby, and D A F. And uh, his avatar was usually Luigi. I don't know what the fuck it means, but that, that was his handle. And he he wrote NES Godzilla creepypasta. He wrote another really good one called uh, Normal Porn for Normal People, uh, which is really disturbing. It's basically about a guy that finds uh, a site the title of the you know the story. That appears very mundane. Not even porn. It's like just mundane stuff, but it quickly turns uh, disturbing. Uh, and that's that's Cosby Daff's uh, shtick. Is just kind of almost random. Uh, people might criticize him for it, uh, but he's actually inspired some of my mm. short stories. So uh, props to him, I guess. Even though he's not featured in this episode, I don't know who wrote any yeah. of these. I do know I, I want to go since I like this shit. I'm probably gonna go now that. We're safe from overlapping. I'll probably read the rest. I definitely watch uh, Satanic Edition so I could see the art. And, uh, yeah. You know, stay away from fucking arcades at night. I mean, in 2022, I think you're safe. Yeah, probably. Well, if you find an arcade at night in 2022, you probably definitely want to stay away from it because there's probably uh, some crackheads fucking uh, huddling in there or something like that. Squatting in there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at that um, like if I do, I'm gonna be side eyeing that Miss Pac-Man arcade machine like you won't believe. Because if there's gonna be a creature jumping out of an arcade machine, I'm gonna expect it to be that one. And I hate the idea of a Miss Pac-Man monster just trying to eat. Me. Why? Why? Why would it come out of that one? You got something that happened to you in your childhood that you want to tell us? You want to talk about it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was. A, yeah, there was this one time like where I was playing Miss Pac-Man and like I couldn't win because I kept getting defeated by you know freaking ghosts. So. I kind of raged at the machine a little bit, and I hit it, like, really, really hard. Probably, like, way too hard, and I think I broke it. So the guy at the laundromat, because, that's of course, that's where I was, was the laundromat, mm-hmm. um, was looking at me like I just broke the machine, but he kind of didn't care because, I mean, obviously, it's not the first time that that had happened. So after I, so after I hit it, I kind of, like, you know walked away and <laughs> thinking that okay i guess i broke the machine or whatever but it came back on but instead of like miss pac-man it was galaga because you know they all they often like had their arcade machine where they were packaged together yeah. you had galaga and miss pac-man i didn't know they had those back galaga, when you were a kid. okay yeah and then galaga came on i was like what in the freaking world and it was a live game like i didn't put any quarters in or anything the game was just on so apparently i'd really malfunctioned it so i started playing galaga and then I only got so far, but the game just magically, like, you know, changed to Miss Pac-Man again, because apparently it was just glitched. <laughs> and then at that point, I was like, okay, this is creepy, because 
it's switching between Galaga and Miss Pac-Man. Like, it, like this just happened. And at that point, I didn't even let this thing just sit there for even a while. I'm just like, no, I'm done. I'm just going to go to the store next door or something. Because I played Miss Pac-Man for a second time. Lost again. Because, you know, Miss Pac-Man's crazy. And I don't like her. And the ghost kept beating me. So I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to like go over here now and go to the grocery store. So I did. And that was the end of that. <laughs> Oh, man, okay, I was expecting a real creepy fucking uh, stinger there, man. You had me, you dude, had me going, dude, some though. T- dude, sometimes you see the signs and you just you, you just, just get out. Like, out. You're like, no, no, it's just like, no, we're not doing this. Like, we're not entertaining this idea. We're just leaving. Yep, that's like, we're not going to be the dumb... Like, like, we're not going to be dumb teenagers going into a cabin in the woods and decide to stay after someone gets murdered. No, Kind of no, like that time no, that... Uh, Jared and Elliot played a fucking joke on us, me and Yassine, when we were we were by ourselves in the workshop. Oh, God. Yeah, they, they fucking, they snuck in the front door, and st- we were in the garage, and they went to the fucking loudspeakers and played uh, Tiny George, what's his name? Tiny Tim. Boy George? T- no, not Boy George, oh. Tiny Tim, dancing through the, prancing through the tulips, which is used to creepy effect in the uh, Obsidious, or I'm sorry, the, uh, what the fuck the movie's called? Obsidious? Annabelle, those fucking, I don't know. those fucking series of movies. Anyway, me and you seen her just sitting there and we hear music all of a sudden. And we're like, what the fuck? And we stand up and we open the door into the house proper and the whole house is filled with this prancing through the tubes. And you seen the guy that doesn't like fucking jump scares and scary movies is wanting to go investigate it. And I'm like, uh-uh, boom. I slap the fucking garage door opener and get GTFO. <laughs> I'm out. Fuck that. I'm not I'm not a superstitious person. I'm not a spiritual person, but I ain't fucking taking chances, dude. This fucking tiny Tim playing in there. I am out of there. Fuck that shit. Anyway, yeah. Also nice. Yeah, that's messed up. Jay, your story too, uh also makes me think of uh re- remember when I was uh, the violence episode where I, I uncovered that uh accusations were thrown at various arcade games causing aggression and one of them was Miss Pac Man? I think yeah, I think that's proof right there that they're right. You fucking hit the machine, dude. Uh, yeah, because like it's just one of those times where I was young, and you know, when you're a kid and you keep continuously losing at a video game, I mean, you know, yeah. sometimes you just like you just don't control your temper. I mean, they're probably God. I think my brother quit playing video games early on in his life because he was he was a big baseball guy. So I remember we used to play RBI baseball all the time on his NES back in the day, and like he would get so angry at freaking RBI for some reason. I really don't know why. I, not like I played that game a long time, but I mean, he would throw his Nintendo controller at the TV and he broke it <laughs> one time. And I don't I have no idea why. I, I've but, told about you know. losing my temper trying to beat Goro on the Super Nintendo. You know, these do cause aggression, man. Hell, uh, even Snoop Dogg. You know, you've seen. Have you seen videos of him playing Mortal Kombat 11? No. You th- you I think a Snoop- I assume those are fake. No, they're real. I could tell they're real because he is totally out of character. You think of Snoop Dogg, you think he's the chillest guy on the whole planet, right? Oh, no. He gets fucking pissed when people are beating him in Mortal Kombat. He needs to fucking roll him. Damn, he'd get angry. So, you know, video games, man, they they do cause aggressive thoughts. You should be, you know, to have a light diet of video games, don't overdo it. Uh, especially if they are... Uh, Haunted video games. Definitely stay away from those. A lot of bad shit can happen. So that's that's my PSA. 
Uh, it, was there anything else? Uh, anything else we wanted to say about either of our stories or any any other news before I guess we take it out of here? I think we did good. Hour and a half, by the way. Yeah, I think we're good. I mean, at least we're good on mine. I've got I've got nothing to add other than this was fun. It was kind of cool to like uh, talk some fun seasonal ideas for Mortal Kombat. Maybe we'll do a Christmas episode one day. You know, Mortal Kombat at Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think cheery. we try to. I'm good. We try to yeah try to stay <laughs> secular. <laughs> I only liked doing the Halloween one last year because Halloween's, you know, my favorite episode. Maybe we could do a... I don't know, what did we do last year? The, the fucking Secrets and Mysteries, dude. All oh, right. Yeah, the, the Emerald and Nimbus Terrafo and all that stuff. I forgot that was a, that was a Halloween. That was Yeah, it was a Halloween. Uh, that was a me episode mainly because I hosted, edited that, and we had the creepy music in the beginning too, and, you know, that was that was my whole thing. And that was a mm-hmm. fun episode. And so, you know, this is Halloween 2022. Bigger, you know, this is definitely more Halloween-y, creepypasta, so that's fun. I think we could leave the other holidays alone. I don't know. How do you do a fucking... You could do a Christmas ep- uh, one real easily. We could make it the, the Christmas special with guests, quote-unquote. You hear the front door knock as a sound effect and like, Hey, hey, it's Neil, hey, and then, you know, whatever. But that'd be real cheesy. And plus, yeah, not inclusive. Doesn't really make sense for Mortal Kombat. Halloween <laughs> makes more sense. Yeah, I guess. Oh, Halloween makes the most sense. But, you know, like, in my brain, I can see a Christmas episode where, like, instead of Father Christmas, it's Father Raiden. Father Raiden, He's coming to give presents to all the little, yeah, to all the little Earth Roamers, you know, making sure that Liu Kang was a good boy this year. Like, he saved the Earth Roam and stuff, you know. Scorpion Johnny Cage didn't. Oh, yeah, Scorpion's absolutely the Grinch. Like, he tries to stop him or something. He's just angry all the time. He kills the mood. He's like the the awkward uh, uncle. (laughs) <laughs> you know the Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. that you know always brings up awkward, awkward subjects and stuff like that, and you know kills the mood. Yeah, or even better yet, like like instead of like Father Raiden, it's um you know it's uh, it's Father Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn is uh the, it, like is Santa Claus and Sindel is Mrs. Claus, wow. and they live in their like place and out world. And I guess all the all of his minions are just the elves or something, and they like wrap presents for everybody. That's silly. <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but I like the idea of it. <laughs> Easter at work because there's resurrection of all their characters come back dead from the dead all the time. But uh, we'll, yeah. we'll spitball some holiday episodes, huh? Yeah. Maybe uh, St. Patrick's Day or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So. Yeah. You seen you got anything to Mortal add? Mortal Kombat or? Labor Day. Huh? Mortal Kombat Labor Day. There you Mortal go. Kombat, okay. Okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat National Labor Day. They all take. Day. Yeah, actually, I like the Donut Day, but Labor Day, Mortal Kombat, Labor Day, they, everybody like they just no one, no one tries to conquer anything, no one fights. They all just how like, about you know, they Mortal Kombat Labor Day? We recognize all the Labor people day. that fucking work hard making these goddamn games, huh? You know, shout out to all the programmers yeah. and artists out in, out there, you know, doing their thing. This is a road to nowhere. What? Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I don't get it. Are you just saying because we're rambling? What's that mean? Are you saying it's the uh, idea game dev of, is a bad uh, holiday, uh, holiday themed? Oh Kombat. yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, Mortal Kombat, everything. All the, like all of a sudden we'll do like like we're gonna go into the weeds and go to Mortal Kombat National Taco Day. I was about to say <laughs> National Taco Day, and I don't know why, but I feel that fits Mortal Kombat. I don't know why, because tacos are awesome and Mortal Kombat's <laughs> awesome. Anywho, we could ramble about this forever. I I've, I've uh, unless anyone else has anything to say, guys, let's uh, take it out of here, huh? It is uh, past uh, witching hour, too, so uh, be careful. It is. Yeah. Yep. So, Josh, you do our outros, so what have you got yep. for us? Um, 
Jay, I, 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 I honestly really didn't want to do it because this outro is going to unnerve you guys because it unnerved me. Uh, I do have a story I want to tell. I would say our, okay. my very own creepy pasta, but I didn't fucking write this. I didn't, I didn't sit last night and, and come up with this. No, this is true. And I'm not BSing because you've seen what we'll know what I'm talking about. So I will launch right into it. So Yassine remembers the last time, literally the last time that uh, we played MK11. Yassine, do you remember that weird little thing that happened? Oh, God. Yeah, you do. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. So we were yeah. playing, and I don't know if uh, I th- one of us won a round. I think it might have been me. Uh, I'm not saying... Not saying for sure, but I think I won. That's very very presumptuous of you. (laughs) Um, Presumptuous. And I don't know if you've seen... I feel like just that fact makes it fake. Yeah, you can tell that. that, That's how you know it's fake right there, right? Because I won. (laughs) Except no. When you pick... uh, Spoilers, you're Jackie. And usually when you pick Jackie, I pick Aaron Black. Or usually when I pick Aaron Black, you pick Jackie. We all got our pairings. Yeah, you're... I hate... I hate... hate, You hate my Aaron Black now. I'm starting to figure out his tricks. It's fucking mm-hmm. boom, boomy stick. But anyway, I don't know if you've seen, was saying he had to get up and get some water or something. But is Jackie, the next round started, because he hit rematch, and I'm, I'm fighting against him. And I, I say something like, damn, dude. And he's like, what are you talking about? And you've seen, I guess, what you could say your part. Did you look at the screen? What were you doing? And you saw that your Jackie was still, still fucking playing? For the, I think the thing was like, for the first round, I was playing because yeah, if something happened, I forget where we we. Where, I mean, because the we were playing on a switch, so it takes a long time to load. I feel yeah, like I yeah. did something. Maybe I went somewhere real quick, out the room, or came back or something. And then we we're playing, and I remember like playing and like something was just not right. Like they weren't. He wasn't. She wasn't doing exactly what I wanted her to do. And then when we get to like round two, I just let go of the controller, and then he, she just starts moving, and she just starts like playing. Like, just fighting. Like, it wasn't just, like, moving forward and that's it. Like, it was actually, like, doing moves and combos. Stuff like that, like, better than I could do. It was weird. Yeah. And I, I guess, I, I forget how we solved it. I think we just exited the lobby and created a new a new one. And that solved it. Do you but... mean to, yeah, do you want me to tell you what it was? Or oh, what? Does that... Hmm? Oh, I thought you said, do you want me do to me tell you what, what it was? was? Yeah, t- what was it? Yeah. So, I had accidentally hit uh, one of the buttons at the se- character select screen that selects like AI, AI like fighter. I I remember yeah. suggesting AI, that at the AI time. fighter. Huh? Are you uh, sure? You see that that's what it was? Yeah. You sure? I mean, that's as far as I know, unless you have some issues. Well, I mean, I did some digging after that because uh, that stuck with me a little bit. Mm. I thought it was super creepy. I mean, I I know you were creeped out too. So I was. I was. It was. Yeah. Yeah, so I did go online. I, I I thought about the AI fighter thing, but I don't know how he had accidentally selected it without seeing it, right? So I've I mean, never I, done that in the three years that this game has been out. Yeah, right? So it's like, that's odd thing yeah. for you to accidentally do one day. I did have it as a consideration, but I did just one evening, a couple days later, I did Google MK11 characters controlling themselves. Believe it or not, I did have a couple hits, like a couple good search results come up. Various uh, from various sources. Uh, I found some green texts. I found some posts on, on like some Reddit and some bulletin boards. And I'll just quickly go through a, a couple of them that I found. Uh, just made me wonder, like maybe this is a glitch or something. Uh, the first one I found was uh, from actually this one was from Game Facts. 
which shout out uh, and pray for GameFAQs, since uh, if you don't know, they were just bought out by somebody. I don't know who. So crossing the fucking... uh, Fandom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Fandom. I had heard about that. So I hope their fucking layout doesn't change. Because, you know, they've had the same fucking web design. Them and Craigslist are the two sites that look the same since the 90s. And, oh, God, I hope it stays that way. Because don't need a fucking over-design yeah. site. That's that's the thing they care about, not the people that could potentially lose their jobs, I guess. <laughs> Either way. They'll still be around, though, for sure, hopefully. So, uh, this thread, however, is not around anymore, which is a little weird. It was called... Uh, it was just titled, Has This Happened to Any of You Guys? And it was the M- an MK11 forum, I believe the PS4 version forum. And uh, one guy in there you know, basically said more or less the same story that happened to you and me, you seen. And someone else replied mm-hmm. to it. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this totally happened to me. And uh, he said, for him, though, he was doing it on single player. And he was playing uh, the Towers of Time. He wasn't Jackie Briggs. He was Scorpion. And he said just all of a sudden, his Scorpion started fighting on its own. And he thought the same thing. He thought, is the AI fighter taken over? But he didn't go into the menu or do anything to, to make that happen. So he just he just watched and he said a scorpion wasn't really aggressive, but it looked like it was being intelligently controlled because he said it would it would stand still for a little bit, let the other player come towards him and he'd punch him, and then the other player player, the computer, would back up and come at it again, and it would just sort of play this uh, footsie game with the uh, computer opponent. And he was just watching it out of a curiosity, and then he just reset the game and didn't think about much of it after that. Uh, but he, seeing this thread, he was like, well, that is pretty weird, isn't it? That thread went on, but like I said, that thread's not, it's not our, it's not there anymore. It got deleted. I don't know why. I found a couple, several others. Uh, there, there was several others on 4chan. There was some green text about it. There was one that was just told straight, uh, and this one were, once again, not like you and me, you see, this was two people playing in person, uh, and they were playing on the Xbox. And this guy just said he had his friend mm-hmm. over. This guy was playing Jackie, and his uh, friend was Johnny Cage. So this could have been uh, you and, and Jay, for all I know. And maybe he just never told me about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said uh, they were having a lot of fun, and guess what? His Jackie starts acting up. And he says, by that I mean she wasn't doing anything I intended her to do, which is a phrase you just fucking said. She wasn't doing anything. Yep. She wasn't cooperating. And it wasn't like the game was glitching out. Like I said, intelligently controlled once again. And he, this time, though, uh, unlike the guy's Scorpion from GameFAQs, he said his Jackie was uh, doing better than he normally did to the point where his friend noticed and like was like, damn, son. But he set his controller in his lap and held up his hands. He's like, look. And they just watch. And they watch him decimate his Johnny and win around. And after that, you know, he picks up the controller and just exits and, you know, goes back to the main menu to start over again because he didn't want to waste his time sitting there. As weird as it was, he said it it did inspire him to want to get better, though. And that thread went on and went on to something else. Uh, One of the other hits I had, the the, the last most important hit I had was on Reddit. Uh, And it was actually a repost of this 4chan thread where somebody said, hey, look at this. And they were talking about it. And the discussion continued. And this person says, uh, yeah, maybe this is just this thread. I believe you could still look it up. I believe it's there. He said, maybe this is just a bug in MK11. I wonder if Ed Boone knows about it. 
It happened to me with a friend while uh, we were playing online. I was Jackie, too, and he was Scorpion. Uh, we were on the PS4, and we were talking through Discord. I beat him three rounds in a row, and then when the next one started up, I told him to hold on. I was going to refill my water. The kitchen was right there, so I wouldn't be long. But I hear him going, fuck you, dude, way to fake me out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And when I look back at the TV, my Jackie is fighting on her own. And I tell him I'm literally standing uh, away from the controller right now, bro. And he's like, no way. And I forget about my water and I come over to watch. And my Jackie, once again, just like the guy in 4chan said, absolutely wiping the floor with his friend. Who was still cussing him out and asking him how he got good all of a sudden. And he's swearing up and down. He's like, this is not me. I'm, I'm standing here. I'm not holding the controller. Uh, and he says, then the power went out. He said, everything, all pitch black. And he said, even his phone went out because he was on Discord on his phone. And he thought it was weird. And he, he said, I thought maybe the nukes had actually finally dropped or something. He said he stayed up for hours uh, waiting for the sounds of missiles being like, okay, is this the fucking end of the world? Is it the mist? But nothing came. He fell asleep upstairs. And he said he woke up the next day and everything was normal. Power's back on. End of story for him. Although a couple people responded. Some people responded and being like, well, bro, didn't you call and check if your friend was okay? And uh, he was just like, I didn't think about it. Uh, I forgot about it once everything was back to normal, but I will now. But that thread kind of veered off. It was mostly people railing on him. That poster, I don't have his name, didn't reply back after that. But the discussion was going on in various little uh, threads, the way Reddit arranges their threads. Uh, yeah. Until somebody uh, replies... With a fresh comment that says, uh, I know why this happens. And, of course, people are start flooding his comment and being like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? But he's not replying. I decide to PM him. And I just say, look, bro, something like this happened to me and my friend, and it actually kind of weirded me out. And what you got? Is this some sort of glitch or something? And he didn't reply. Hours passed, so I decided to, to leave the computer. The reply did come later. Uh, unfortunately, while it was... Uh, TMI, I was on the shitter. <laughs> Reply came, uh, <laughs> and I won't read it verbatim because that'll make you imagine me reading it while I'm on the shitter, and I won't visit that horror upon you. I know this is a creepy creepypasta episode, right? But that's a little too real. Too late. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> to summarize, he basically uh, said, no, this isn't a glitch. This is serious. It's actually uh, it's a phenomenon. There's a lot more to it than that. And he said, it's hard to describe, but the best way to start is that it does all center around a particular distressing piece of media. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, well, you ever hear of snuff films? And I'm like, wait a fuck. What's this got to do with you seen Jackie kicking my ass? <laughs> We're going way off left field. And he just, the, his next reply was he just sent me a link. That's it. And the link wasn't anything fishy. It wasn't like, I ain't clicking that shit. It was just, uh, it was a, a video game journal journalist website. I got the name. It was called Videodrome. Not Videodrome, Jay, like the horror movie, uh, but Videodrome with an N. It was an apparent interview with uh, somebody named uh, Stephanie Vasquez, who apparently was a, or currently, staff member at NetherRealm. With a disclaimer that the names were changed. So please don't go trying to... Look up a Stephanie Vasquez there. She, for she does if she is real, her name's different, and that's it. And I click on the you know interview, and it looks like a normal website. I shouldn't have clicked on it you know blindly, you know, giving me a virus, but I did. 
Google video drone, and they looked like a legit gaming website. They had a lot of articles. They had an article on, like, the Gamergate stuff, so it looked like they were more about issues, not just, you know, fluff. Uh, it looked interesting enough uh, that I saved it, finished my business in the bathroom, and I sent it to my Kindle, because I like reading shit on my Kindle. I don't like, if it's lengthy, I don't like reading it on my computer screen. I stare at a computer screen for my, most of my job and my side hustle. So I put it, I sent it to my Kindle, we'll send a Kindle, and uh, went out on the porch uh, with a drink, and I read. And I will go ahead and, and read to you a portion of this interview. So, it starts out, uh, the video drone interviewer who is unnamed, it just says video drone, says, thank you for taking the time to join us. What was your experience that you wanted to share? And Stephanie says, I wish I didn't have anything to share, but I guess I'll go through with it, just so people know. I worked for NetherRealm. I, I still work for NetherRealm. And I was prominent in the bug testing for MK11. I worked in a small office room of another coworker. I'll call him Steve. He and I would work across from each other, testing for bugs. And in a game like this, there are going to be a lot of bugs. And, and I guess just because we looked at each other from across uh, the top of our computer monitors for more than 12 hours a day, we kind of formed a bond. We'd play test together and do a lot of fun matches between me and him. Uh, his favorite character was Jackie Briggs. And I just picked Scorpion because, well, he's Scorpion. But Steven really loved Jackie. She was his uh, forever main. Uh, I think it was half because he kind of had a crush on her, but also because he just lived in her moveset. He was Jackie. I could hardly touch him, but uh, we had fun. Steven was dedicated to making this game, and we, as we all were. But some had more binding contracts than others. We all know what we signed up for, though. And Steven was all for it. And at this... The video drone interviewer asks her, what do you mean? And Stephanie replies, I can't say exactly what, but it's big. There's a lot more going on than just making fighting games. I knew that halfway through. So did Steven. And that's why he offered himself up to be one of the ones to be sacrificed. And the video drone interviewer says, I'm sorry, what? She says, you heard me right. All the gore, the detailed violence in the game, we had very real inspiration for a lot of it, and Mr. Boone demanded realism, so it fell upon the willing few who would embrace being killed and being immortalized in the game. He goes, you mean, yes, all the gore was real, and it just wasn't to make the game sell well. There is a higher purpose, but I, I can't really say what it is. I don't even understand it all myself. But all I can say is that Steve voluntarily elected himself to be sacrificed. And he bid me farewell one day. And that was probably the saddest moment I've ever had in my life. That was it. The co-worker I'd had fun with for those few months was walking to his death. But I did manage to video it. No way. Yes way. We were all supposed to take part in this ceremony. I recorded it on my phone, which is in my shirt pocket. And I thought for sure somebody would see it. Maybe they did. Maybe they don't care. And that actually scares me more than anything. What did you see? I can't say. Don't make me say. I have it saved, though, but... Okay. It was Ed Boone. Ed Boone in the middle of sacrificing Stephen. And he had a smile on his face. A normal smile. Not a maniacal one of a murderer, but... A smile like he was celebrating his kid's birthday party. But there was blood all over him for what he had just done. And I had to stop at this point. I'll be honest, uh, it was still warm, 
think it was in summer when uh, our Jackie incident happened, you've seen, so it was warm outside, but I still had ice running through my veins. I messaged this guy and read it back and said, what the fuck is up with this? And of course he didn't reply. I figured it was bullshit and he was just bullshit, but something about it seemed real. So I went back inside, put on a sweater, even though it was summer, and I kept reading. And this Stephanie Vasquez seems to kind of just brush off this horrifying thing she just said. And I don't know what that fuck, higher purpose? I don't know if there's a fucking cult or whatever she trying to imply. But horrifying enough, voluntary uh, murder. Awful. But she says... So anyway, Stephen sacrificed himself for a gnarly fatality, and I went back to my desk. And the video drone was like, guy is like, I'm sorry, can we dial that back a bit? And she says, I can't, I'm sorry. I said all I wanted to on that part. And he asks her, where's this video? And she says, I'll show it to you in person, if we get to meet in person. For now, though, there's more. If you have trouble believing what I already told you, you really won't believe this. But anybody can go out and test what I'm about to tell you. Not that I'd recommend it. So, Stephanie says, I went back to my desk with his empty chair, Stephen's empty chair, on the other side of my computer monitor, and that's when things started to get weird. I would play a couple single-player matches on my work computer to test out bugs, with Stephen on my mind the whole time. I picked Jackie even in his honor, but she's not really my playstyle. I was looking for inconsistencies in her animation and movesets and that sort of thing. But one afternoon, I'm going through the arcade ladder with her and uh, she starts fighting on her own and she started doing moves that I haven't ever dreamed of doing and eventually I put down the controller and watched and the creepy thing was she was doing things that were quite familiar to me because Steven had used those exact same moves I've heard other co-workers describe similar things I don't think they're ghosts but I think they're the concentrated anger of being sacrificed and forced to relive this work Steven and all the others who died in the making of this game inhabit their favorite characters in it. They will always be there. They will be there when people start playing MK12, waiting for somebody to come back to the previous game and present a challenge. They exist in every copy of the game, and I have corroborated it. They are there in the PS4 version, the Xbox. They are there in the PC version, and even the Switch. And if you should be playing with a friend, and their character starts acting on its own, Beware. It would be best to get up and shut off the game at that point. For if the phantom player gets your health bar low, and you lose, and you are open to a fatality, well, I'm not about to test that out myself. And the interview ends. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is all I needed to hear. I am sworn off of MK11 from here on out. The end. That was a... That was a touching story, man. That was a very gripping, very realistic story. Um, I just have one question for you. <laughs> yeah. When we play more Common Neville next? Fuck no to the no no. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Wrong song. I do what oh I can. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe later this week, huh? Outstanding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Combat Time Pod. And visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash combat time podcast. 
You can also email us at combattimepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you next time. Mortal Kombat continues. Get over here!